Hey, this is Joey Rumble. I'm the pastor of Summerbrook Church in Somerville, South Carolina, and this is our podcast. I hope the message you listen to today speaks to your heart and helps you connect with Jesus and grow in Him. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the message. All right, good to be back with you with our message series under construction. Thank God for Pastor Val last week stepping in. It was awesome. I, I listened to it. It's it so uh, appropriate about loving God's people. And I'm uh, excited today to jump into Nehemiah. Two weeks ago, we looked at prayed up and ready to go, how to get started. And uh, today, we're going to look at the next piece of how to get started. And we're in a series under construction. Uh, the children of Israel, uh, we're going through Ezra, Haggai, Zechariah, and Nehemiah. And we're looking at all four of these books and really digging in as a church into Ezra, Haggai, Zechariah, and Nehemiah. And so what we're looking at is uh, today they were, uh, Nehemiah led the children of Israel uh, to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem that had been broken down for 80 to 120 years in 52 days. Something that was dormant that long ended up being all that rubble being rebuilt in 52 days. So what we're looking at, what in my life or what I, lie, I, I lead lies in ruins or is underdeveloped that if I focused on it for 52 days or a period of time could radically change my life spiritually, emotionally, physically, what would it be that I could do? So we as a church, we've been taking steps in many areas. And also it may be financially or relationally of an area you need to lean into. Maybe it's fear, discouragement, depression, anxiety, your personal finances, relationships. And so we're, we're calling out to God. God, speak to us of areas that need to be rebuilt or underdeveloped. And we're leaning in to rebuild those in our, in, your, in our lives. I have three of these areas that I'm leaning in personally, and uh, I, I encourage you to reflect on those areas that you need to lean into. So today, we're going to look at staying on the wall, learning how to finish what you've started. We got a lot of starters in this world, but not as many finishers. But so let's, we want to learn how to finish what we started. So we're going to pick it up in Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 12 through 16. I encourage you to take out your message notes uh, that you were given in the info guide or on your app. You can follow along. They won't be on the screen today. And uh, you can follow along there. And we're going to actually be going through Nehemiah chapter 2 through Nehemiah chapter 6. So a buckle your seatbelt. We're going to roll through several principles of how to finish what you've started. Nehemiah 2, 12 through 16. Then I arose in the night, I and a few men with me, and I told no one what my God had put into my heart to do for Jerusalem. Skipping down to verse 16. And the officials did not know where I had gone or what I was doing, and I had not yet told the Jews, the priests, the nobles, and the officials, and the rest of those who were to do the work. So Nehemiah was there three days, and then one night he went around and inspected all the walls, privately not saying anything. What was he doing? He was getting educated on the task at hand. 
and, uh, and rebuilding the walls, the first thing we need to do to finish what we've started is to make sure that we get educated. Because a lot of times we'll start something, but we didn't get educated. It's kind of like we're, we're cutting down a, a, a pine tree with a handsaw instead of a chainsaw. And if you live in Somerville, and a permit. So uh, remember, pine trees are sacred. And so... <laughs> If any of you are thinking, he's saying pine trees are sacred. No, I'm not. Okay, that's just what Somerville believes. But anyway, if you're trying to cut down a tree and you're trying to use a, a handsaw but not a chainsaw, you're going to get wore out and you're not going to get much progress. And you'll end up quitting what you started. But when we get educated, when we get a sage, when we get a coach, someone who's been there, who's done that, you know, re, done the rebuild that we're wanting to do, we need to get educated by them. None of us want to uh, start something that we don't finish. And a lot of times what happens, we'll end up rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat because we didn't get educated. So to finish what you've started, to be able to stay on the wall, we need to get wisdom about what we're doing. The second piece is Nehemiah 2, verse 17 and 18. Then I said to them, you see the trouble we are in, how Jerusalem lies in ruins, with its gates burned, come let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer suffer derision. Verse 18, and I told them of the hand of my God that had been upon me for good and also of the words that the king had spoken to me. And they said, let us rise and build. So they strengthened their hands for the good work. Here Nehemiah is leading them into understanding, hey, listen, the, this lies in ruins. We're suffering derision. We're in shame. We got to rebuild. Remember, these people were not motivated to rebuild. They were uh, burned of rubble for 80 to 120 years. They were used to no protection. They were used to not being able to defend themselves. They needed a leader. Someone that said, we cannot put up with this anymore, and it's got to happen now. What in your life personally or what you lead lies underdeveloped or is in ruins that if you focused on it, how you finish what you start, staying on the wall, you got to have your why. What is your why? Nehemiah let them know that they're suffering derision. They're in shame here. They're unprotected. We got to do this, and we got to do it now. To get to continue to finish what you start, you got to have a deep why in your life. And then all along the way, you got to remember the why. You got to remember that you came to rebuild the rubble in your life, one with a rebuilding it, and you know the purpose, the reason why. It's something that moved you, because something moves us to get started, but then we forget it. We lose some focus, so we got to remember that why. In my personal life, let me give you a couple things to do. You can do them however you do your technology, but on my, uh, I have a Google sheet that I look over every week and some Excel spreadsheets of areas I am focused on. They are my whys to finish what I've started. I got on my Evernote some of my whys that drive me. I got on my mirror in my bathroom. To remember the wise, because when things get difficult, 
and get challenging, I want to quit. I don't want to finish what I've started. How about you? You struggle with focus sometimes? Get very practical of ways to remember how God has called you to it, the confirmations, your whys of why you need to finish what you've started. Let's look at the next one. Nehemiah 2, verse 19 and 20. But when Sambalat the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite, servant and Geshem the Arab heard of it, they jeered at us and despised us and said, what is this thing that you are doing? Are you rebelling against the king? Then I replied to them, the God of heaven will make us prosper. And we as servants will arise and build. But you have no portion or right or claim in Jerusalem. So they've started rebuilding the wall. And you got three hecklers here, Sambalat, Tobia, and Geshem. Church, I'm going to give you some news. There will always be hecklers. No matter how incredible how life-changing, how helpful the project that you have endeavored to rebuild in your personal life, noble, godly it is, or in what you lead, there will always be hecklers. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking to devour. And here's the scary part as well, and the frustrating part, those hecklers are outward of people, but also internal of people that you never thought you would experience it from, and also internal in your head. You loser, what do you think? You ain't gonna finish. What do you think you're doing? Just like last time, you're gonna fail again. The hecklers, you'll always have the hecklers. In the beginning, in the middle, in the end, and when you finish, they'll still be there trying to tear it down. So to finish what you've started, you got to realize there will always be hecklers and don't be caught off guard by it. Just realize it and resist the hecklers. And we're covering several chapters here. So to prove that it's in the beginning, middle, and the end, you're going to see again and again the hecklers showing up to try and to, to stop the project at each, uh, at each stage. Nehemiah 3 is all about, and we're, we're not even going to read all Nehemiah 3 is the entire uh, group of people that are rebuilding the walls, that how he divides it up. Nehemiah 3 is all about, it takes teamwork to make the dream work. I want to encourage you, if you want to accomplish anything and rebuild the walls, you need help. You can't, you need other people. That's why I always get excited when someone's endeavoring to do something and they've gathered a team. They've gathered people around them to accomplish what they're doing and to help them. That's why we want you to jump into a group. We were not created to do life alone. It takes teamwork to make the dream work. Say it with me. It takes teamwork to make the dream work. Say it with me again. It takes teamwork to make the dream work. Nehemiah 4. Let's look at the next principle. Now when um, Sam Ballot heard that we were building the wall, he was angry and greatly enraged, and he jeered at the Jews. Jumping down, Nehemiah resists the jeering. He, he goes to God with it and refuses to partake in it or, or let it stop him. And then verse 6, so we rebuilt the wall, and all the wall was joined to half its height, 
For the people had a mind to work. The NIV says they work with all their heart. A mind to work with all your heart. There is this incredible commitment. We're going to resist the hecklers. We're going to respond in prayer and give it to God. Our confidence is going to be in him. And we're going to have a mind to work. So, a mind to work, what does that look like? What, what, I, I, and there's several things that a mind to work looks like, but I really want us to lean into one really big one in having a mind to work. Someone who is working on something with all their heart, a mind to work, and they're really focused on it, they understand it's one brick at a time. If we're going to rebuild areas of our lives and what we lead, it's got to be one brick at a time. And that's tough in America. Microwave living, we want it and we want it now. Man, I'm telling you, I get frustrated just at the gas pump. Just even yesterday when I thought I was in the quickest line and it was the least amount of cars and it took longer than the one that had a longer line with more cars. I was frustrated. I want it now. But what it does, when you expect to have it all now, it, life doesn't work that way. It's one brick at a time. It's one wise decision at a time. It's one healthy decision at a time. In raising your kids and disciplining them, it, it's, it's uh, shaping your kids one discipline at a time, one encouragement at a time. You've got to shape that tree, that child. It takes, it takes that one step. So what are you looking at that you've tried to maybe go too fast? Maybe financially, you have not, you just can't save. You can never, it's, it's one decision in this paycheck and then the next paycheck and the next to put money away for a rainy day. What is the one brick at a time that you need to look at in your life? Wanting it all now can keep you from ever having it one day at a time. So what can you do daily to consistently rebuild the walls in your life? What can you do daily? One of the areas I look at is my personal devotion time and what I reflect on and what I lean in in prayer. Some of the things I'm praying over every day is some of those things that I consistently want to do every day. So one of the things that's on my prayer list that I pray over that each day. Stay on the wall, finishing what you started. It's one brick at a time. Let's look at the next one. This one is, they're, they're facing challenges again, but when Sam Ballot, verse, uh, chapter four, verse seven, but when Sam Ballot and Tobia and the Arabs and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites heard that the repairing of the walls of Jerusalem was going forward and that the breaches were beginning to be closed, they were very angry and they plotted against them again. And then Nehemiah responds, and then verse 14, I'm going to go all the way to verse 14. And I looked and arose and said to the nobles and to the officials and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of the hecklers. That's my word I added, the hecklers. Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, your homes. What was Nehemiah doing there? He was helping them understand their why again. Listen, we're building these walls. We're resisting the hecklers and the intimidation. 
so that our families can be protected. Our families are at stake. Our walk with God and what we're striving to rebuild and obey the Lord, generations are at stake. What you do has great significance. So make sure you realize you're fighting for your families. When you're making one godly character decision, integrity decision at a time, you're fighting uh, for your relationship with the Lord, but you're also fighting the impact of, for the impact of others you're having on your families. Not just your biological family, but your spiritual family. So please don't forget you're fighting for your families. That's that remembering the why driving you. Let's continue on to Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 15. Here, here come the enemies again. When our enemies heard that it was known to us that God had frustrated their plan, we all returned to the wall, each to its own work. Verse 16, from that day on, half of my servants worked on construction, half had the, held the spears, shields, bows, coats of maul, and the leaders stood behind the house, whole house of Judah who were building on the wall. Those who carried burdens were loaded in such a way, let's not miss this, that each labored on the work with one hand and held his weapon with the other. Labored with one, held his weapon with the other. And each of the builders had his sword strapped at his side while he built. The man who sounded the trumpet was beside me. And I said to the nobles and to the officials and to the rest of the people, the work is great and widely spread, and we are separated on the wall, far from one another. In the place where you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us here, and our God will fight for us. So we labored at the work, half of them build, uh, built and held the spears from the break of dawn until the stars came out. I also said to the people at that time, let every man and the servant uh, pass the right, Pass the night within Jerusalem, within the walls, that they may be guard for us by night and may labor by day. So I, so neither I nor my brothers nor my servants nor the men of the guard who followed me, none of us took off our clothes. Each kept his weapon at his right hand. Now them not taking off their clothes and wearing some stinky clothes for several days sounds like a men's conference to me, because we don't change clothes. We just wear the same thing every day. But here, here they were, and I, I want us to get this picture, the, the, did the, asking the question, do we build or do we protect? They're threatening, saying they're going to come attack us. Do we keep building the wall or do we protect? Either or. It's not either or. It is both and. Should the church evangelize or disciple? It's both and, not either or. We're supposed to evangelize and disciple. Is it God's part or your part? It's both and, not either or. Grace is not opposed to effort, but to earning. Is it long-term protection of the wall or the short-term protection of protecting yourself and being ready to fight? It's both and, not either or. So when we're striving to finish what we're starting, what we're learning to do is be ambidextrous. 
It's not smooth and easy. You're going to have to adjust sometimes. You're going to have to adjust the plan and work around some things. It's not all smooth. It's not in the chemistry lab. It's in the real out open air. We're trying to get these things done. So it's both and. We got to build and protect at the same time. Chapter 5 of Nehemiah, as they're rebuilding the walls, all of a sudden the poor are being uh, taken advantage of. And Nehemiah has to focus on making sure the poor are cared for and taken care of. And, and, and his, his own character in that area was one of integrity. So he led by example and he was taking care of the poor as well. And so uh, Nehemiah 5 is all about making sure that you take care of those at times as you're trying to rebuild that need to be cared for. So look at Nehemiah 6 and be ready to adjust what you're doing. Nehemiah 6, verse 1 through 4. Now when Samballot and Tobiah and Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of our armies heard that I had built the wall, that we had built the wall, and that there was no breach left in it, Samballot and Tobiah sent me saying, come, let us meet together in the plain of Ono. Now at that time, he says that I had not set up the doors in the gates. But the, Samballot and Geshem both are shouting, hey, let's come meet at the plain of Ono. But they intended to do me harm. And I sent messengers to them saying, I am doing a great work and I cannot come down to you. And they sent to me four times in this way and I answered them in the same way. I am carrying a great work on. I cannot come down to you. Listen, when you're carrying a great work, what you need to do is stay on the wall. To finish what you started, we got to stay on the wall. So when the hecklers want to meet you and say, I want to meet you on the plain of Ono and take you off the wall, what do you tell the hecklers? You say, oh no, I'm carrying on a great work. What are you striving to rebuild? Stay on the wall. Your work is making a significant difference in the kingdom. Nehemiah chapter 6 verse 15. So the wall was finished on the 25th day of the month of Elul in 52 days. Church, don't forget your hard work. So keep doing what you started. And then remember to protect what you gained. So I want to read to you verse 16. And when all our enemies heard of it, all the nations around us were afraid and fell greatly in their own esteem, for they perceived that this work had been accomplished with the help of our God. But the hecklers will return and try to take those walls back down. Remember, stay on the wall. You're carrying on a great work. Stay focused on the task that God has for you. So where in your life have you started the rebuild project, but maybe you started to get a little distracted. You need to remember why you're doing what you're doing.
I'm going to pray for you that God would enable you to finish what you've started. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. And we pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would enable each one of us in each area that you're putting on our hearts to begin to rebuild, to begin to restore. Lord, enable us to stay on the wall, to be able to finish what we've started. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said together, amen, amen.